every life has a story and every story is worth sharing. Your story, my story and our story speak of victory and defeat, joy and sorrow, resilience and vulnerability. They are not just our story, they are Christ's story in us. They are Kingdom Stories from Down Under. She had it tough from the beginning. Growing up in South Africa was very challenging. Family breakdown, issues, challenges all through. Came to Australia, more challenges. But she made it through. Tonight in the studio I have Jen. And Jen has been on such a roller coaster journey. I can't wait to hear her story. Thank you for joining us. Jen, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I just had a quick look at, it, at your bio and I thought, oh my word, she's had it tough. As if she, from the word go, it was never a dull moment in your life, was there? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But um, it, I suppose it made me stronger. And um, I grew up um, very quick in circumstances. Yeah. So um, to have a, it was, there was challenges, many, many challenges in my life, ups and downs, and but praise God, he brought me through. Yeah. And then, yeah, I grew a lot, and yeah. So you started off in South Africa, your parents are German, or my, Afrikaans? Yeah, Dutch. My mom and dad, um, both is Afrikaans. Dutch background, or heritage, or German? Yeah, I believe so, yeah, I believe so, yeah, Dutch background, yeah. Mm-hmm. My whole family is Afrikaans. Okay. Yeah. Which, which part of South Africa were you in? Um, I was born in um, KwaZulu Natal, it's a province, but they, I think they changed the name to Swaziland. Swaziland? Yeah. And uh, what's your first memory of childhood? My first memory of childhood? School. School? How was school? Um, very difficult. I, I failed a lot. I couldn't study, I couldn't concentrate. Um, so it, you were the first or the second in your family? I'm in the middle. Um, there's a younger sister yes. than me, then a sister a year older than me, then my older sister. So four sisters? Yeah, four sisters. Okay. Um, my dad um, remarried and um, for the third time and he got two more, two more daughters. How old were you when the marriage broke down to your mom and dad? I was about four or five, about around there. Do you remember anything? Um, um, living separate, go through very hard circumstances. My dad was an alcoholic. Um, you stayed with mom or with dad? Me and my younger sister stayed with my mother and my two oldest sisters stayed with my dad. Okay. Same town or? No, I lived in um, not far from where I was born and my dad moved near Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And would you see them, your sisters and your dad? Yeah, um, school, school holidays, they would come and visit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did mom remarry as well? I don't think so, but she lived with someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you grew up just with mom around and with your little sister? Um, for a few years, I stayed with um, my sister and me, stayed with my mother and, and boyfriend, and she died. 
when I was six years old. Your mom died when you were six? Yeah. So two years into her separation? Yeah. Was she sick or...? She committed suicide. Mm. Did you know at the time what was going on? Do you actually remember the funeral? Well, I was actually the first one that um, saw the aftermath. After she committed suicide, I saw. And uh, You found her? Um, no, um, no. I saw um, her friend carried her out and I uh, went to the bathroom and saw the bathroom. She slit her wrist? Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, and uh, my granddad, he told us the next day, and we went and stayed with my dad. But we went straight to boarding school, so I was basically in boarding school my whole school life. Is that common in South Africa, or just your circumstances were like that? I think my mom and my dad, they were married very young, so... Um, and I think they, because we were poor as well, so um, we were kind of, you know, it was best for us to stay in boarding schools. Yes. And um, so it was it cheaper to stay in boarding school than to stay in, in a home? Because um, in Australia, so. boarding schools are quite expensive. I think so, and I, I think because it was overwhelming for my dad. Yeah, to deal. And because um, after you know responsibility and you know studying, and I think in school. And they kind of have a more of responsibility, you know, to There's take, a program, this yeah, yeah, homework, they check. Yeah. So, pretty much, that's where you spend your life. Yes, in boarding school. Were you in the same with your sister or separate? Um, three of our sisters, um, the one that's a year younger than me and the one that's a year older than me, um, we stayed in the boarding school. And my older sister, she was in another school because of, it's like a school for women where um, it's a, for problem children. Uh, my sister walked away a lot from, from home, so my, sense, my dad sent her to this place. Okay. Um, so you have to stay there until you finish school yeah. before you're allowed to leave. So she was privileged in finishing school. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, there was, a, uh, when I was 12 years old, my dad sent me and a sister year, that's a year older than me to live with his sister on a farm to stay with him because of um, he couldn't afford it anymore. Okay. Yeah. And did you go to school there in the village, in the town? Yes, I did. And while you were at school, you were with the other sisters, so you weren't really on your own. You had a bit of... Did it feel like family having them around or was it just the same? The family? No, no, in the sense, having your sisters with you in boarding school, did it feel like you were family or it felt just like any other child in the, in the boarding school? Well, did you look after each other? Yeah, um, but because of, you know, we were different um, ages. Yeah. We have different friends and, yeah. um, you know, we went kind of on the way. But if we have time together, we will, you know, talk and... Mm -hmm. so. Then what happened? You went on the farm? Yes, we went and stayed on the farm. Just um, you or you and your little sister? Me and um, sister here is a year older than me. Okay. We went and stayed there. And? It wasn't very... Um, it was... Uh, they, uh, um, it was... Not pleasant. 
um, they emotionally and mentally abused us. Um, they, it was very hard for us to mm -hmm. live with. Yeah. Wow. How did you manage? How did you cope with everything thrown at you? Well, because we didn't really have a voice, we just have to, had to, you know, every day as it comes, we just have to keep Where on going. Come? Did you cry a lot? Oh, yeah. The night? Yep. Any, did you have any confidant or somebody that you can trust, somebody that you can, a grandparent or anyone that you no. can go to? No. What about between you and your sisters? We were, um, we weren't really in contact because that days there were no, you know, like computers and, and this old telephones and we weren't allowed to phone in any way. Yeah. So, um, or write letters or anything. How did you... Were you a reasonably behaved child? Were you getting in trouble a lot? No, I was very, I was introvert. I okay. was by myself, quiet, lonely, by myself. And in your teenage years? Um, because of circumstances, I uh, became very hardened in my heart. Mm -hmm. And I still struggled in school. I didn't cope. Very, very well. And when I, at that time when we were in school, there weren't any help like today, like teacher's assistance. Yeah, yeah. There weren't any help. So a lot of kids, one class, you do your work and go home. And um, if you fail, you just do your year over. Yeah. And I failed a lot. So I left school very early. I left school very early when I was about 16 or 17. By then you were on your own pretty much. Yeah. I went and stayed with my sister. And um, I started work very young. What were you doing? It's a place um, same as news agency. Mm -hmm. I started to work there. She was a manager there, so I was blessed to for her to give me a job there. Nice. And um, I always found myself. I like to do things with my hands. Yes. You know, like physical things with my hands. I, w I wasn't really good of, of you know reading and yep. studying and that kind of thing. But visual, I was very good at. And how was the work in the news agency? Good? I enjoyed it. Very challenging. But then I, I enjoyed it. And you stayed with your sister? Yeah. No boys at this stage? Mm -mm. Kept away? Mm -hmm. um, any knowledge of God? Anything like that? No. Nothing. My uh, mother's father, mm -hmm. he was a pastor. Okay. He built churches and so on. And, um, and my grandmother was a Sunday school teacher. Mm -hmm. And um, they always prayed for us and sit around the table and we pray and read Bible and so on. Nice. But um, you know, when you leave school and you know, it's not really support. So like, you just go your go your own way and do your own thing. And I knew about Jesus, but there was no relationship. So how long did you work at the news agency? What did you do afterwards? Well, I never really stayed at a job. For long. Mm -hmm. I moved a lot. You know, same as when I was, you know, growing up, my dad moved a lot, so you I took got, something I got used to it. <laughs> I when I have I've made, had many jobs. Mm -hmm. I moved a lot, you know. Okay. I was there only for a short while. And never got married? I was married before. Yeah. Um 
got married in 1996, was married for 16 years. How old were you when you got married? 21. A South African man? Mm-hmm. Or was he like? Very quiet, never talked. Never talked? Mm-hmm. Well, that didn't give you much trouble, did it? Three introverts. Very very frustrating because no communication. It was very quiet. How did you meet? Um, through my sister's husband. Yeah, okay. They worked together. Mate. Hey. Mate. Yeah. Okay. And he was nice to you, and he proposed. Did yeah. you go on a date? How did it work? Yeah, we um got married very early. Mm-hmm. You no know, knowledge of you know what is just you know hear the word marriage then okay that's that sounds good and yeah got married and yeah. No children. No. You didn't want to, or you didn't conceive, or. Well, um, at nine, uh, two years after we got married, um, I was pregnant, mm-hmm. um, but it's only about two months in my tube, so I don't know what you call it, the doctrinal word for it. Yeah. But, um, um, yeah, and, um, You lost the pregnancy? Yeah. Was that difficult? No. It didn't affect you emotionally? No. no. Was there a relief? You know, actually, when, um, if it wasn't for this pregnancy, they wouldn't have um, saw there was a cancer growth on my ovaries. Mm. So, if I wasn't pregnant, they wouldn't have catch it. So you had cancer. Yeah. And then you went into treatment there. Yeah, they um, at once they took the you know baby out and they took out the uterus. Yeah. And the uterus. Yeah. No, no, no. It was also there. Also. Okay. Yeah. But just the cancer. Yeah. So they, they had a surgery. Mm-hmm. They, made, they had a, you had a surgery there and there immediately. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was uh, the great escape, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that um, the other day. You know, I praise God because that um, um, miscarriage. I yes. won't, you know, rejoice in the miscarriage, but that miscarriage actually saved me because of that upper growth. Yeah, they, you know, just in time. They they caught it. Wow. Just in time. Wow. Yeah. So what happened with the marriage? Well, through the years, you know, um, I always, you know, tell him, please communicate because we can't get to know each other. And um, it just um, one day we we moved to um, Australia. Oh, you migrated here. Yeah. How come? What what made that choice happen? Um, um, work work sponsorship. He saw that saw ad in newspaper, and uh, was he in the mining? He was a, a construction worker. Okay. And um, he called me one day. I was working at the kindy at the church, mm-hmm. and he called me and he said, "We're moving to Australia." And I said, oh, "Okay." And um, a year later, we came here. You said you were working at the kindy of a church. Mm, at the church. You were Christian by now, or? No. No, just as a job. Mm-hmm. Well, not attending church, just working at the kindy. Mm-hmm. Mm. I never knew, you know, I went to churches. Yes. But never heard the message of salvation mm. and to be born again. Mm. Um, I never heard the messages and, and I thought, well... I'm a Christian. You probably yeah. identified as well. Yeah. Well... So you moved to Australia, did you embrace the move or was it, were you hesitant? For me, everything was, 
Well, it's because that doesn't happen. It was a, it was very different for me the first time I landed here. It was so different for me. Um, see a different culture and yeah, it was. It, but um, I looked forward to it. I really enjoyed it. And you adjusted, you adapted well here. Oh, very well. Yeah. Get used to the accent. Yeah. <laughs> we speak more Afrikaans in Africa. Yeah. yeah. It's my first language. So very little English, more Afrikaans. Um, yeah, um, since I was little, you know, you know the language, but mostly you speak Afrikaans. Mm -hmm. So what, what was your first job in Australia? I worked at Chicken Tree. Nice. I was here two days and I started working for Chicken Tree. And um, I w didn't work there for long, as usual. Yeah. And uh, then I started working for this engineering company that sponsored my ex-husband. Mm -hmm. And uh, as a boilermaker's assistant. Oh. On the and, tools? Uh, yeah. Yep. And, in town uh, or in the mines? Um, in the industrial area. But um, then the mine come and they, you know, will um, hire contractors. Yes. Then you go to the mine sir. Okay. Yeah. And um, the marriage, how was it going in Australia? Same. Very quiet, very, you know, every day just go and very blind. It's, we were like two friends. It's not really, there was no... Emotion. From your side, uh, either? So from his side, not much emotion, but not from you? Um, I try to talk. I, I really try. Mm -hmm. But he was just a, a very, very quiet person. He never communicated. Mm -hmm. yeah. I tried. So what happened to the marriage eventually? Well, one day we were driving and I said, I, I can't live with anymore. I want a divorce. And uh, we divorced. He was okay with it? Wow, no hard feelings. Mm -hmm. Just sign the papers, mm -hmm. each go your own way. Mm -hmm. Settled okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you cry a lot? No. No? no. Well, <laughs> interesting, eh? Was it a relief? Was it a freedom act? Well, it was okay. Um, kind of relief in a way. And yeah. Did he remarry? Yes. Interesting. He communicates more now? Or who knows? Oh no, no we don't talk anymore. And I don't know if how's the marriage going. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. How did you meet the Lord? Well, um, when I was in South Africa, we moved into this house and the lady opposite us, generous hard lady, came over and um, she invited me for a movie. And I said, well, I, I love movies. Yeah. Little did I know, she's going to show me about a movie about heaven and hell. Mm. And um, Left behind. Heaven's Gate and Hell's Plains. Oh, else. It was a, um, it was like a stage. You know, they show you parts of, ah. yeah, and I, the message was drawn to me. Mm -hmm. um, that was, I was um, kind of drawn to it. Yes. There was a message in it. And um, when I um, went back home, I said, Lord, I surrender my life to you. Because it's the first time in my life, in a movie, um, I heard the word surrendering my life to him. 
Yes. So that's where it started. Mm-hmm. But it didn't stay there. I fell away so many times. Um, wrong influences, wrong things that I've done. Do something in my... I, I've done so many wrong things in my life to fill a void in my life. Yes. And, and to cover up guilt. But the more I did it, the more guilt I felt. Mm. And uh, yeah. So you're in Australia now, divorced. What do you do? Apart from work. Now? No, no, what what did you do then? In Australia? Yeah. After? So after 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 the divorce. Okay. I was um, I was working for uh GRGs. I was a truck driver. Oh. Yeah. Um I was working for GRGs. You know a tomboy, eh? I always like to work outside. I would always found jobs where I can be alone mm-hmm. or not to work in an office, you know, studying. And I wasn't good at it. I yes. wanted hands on things. Yes. So by working with machinery and operating machinery and trucks and, you know, this was, I enjoyed that. Yes. So, um, yeah, I was working for them, but I stopped working there and uh, I lived in this little unit. and. Uh, I lived on my credit card. Oh. And uh, because I didn't have a job, and I was very busy with one job. And uh, I was basically on my last stand of my credit card. And uh, I packed all my stuff in. I don't know where to go yet, but I just packed all my stuff in. And um, it was a Friday. Mm-hmm. And um, I went down on the carpet and I said, Lord, please help me. And when I, as I got out, the phone rang. And um, but before this, I I phoned a ad in the newspaper for a truck driving job. Yes. And um, and uh, the guy um, called me back and he said, "Listen, it's your last chance now. If you want to have the job, it's fine." And um, the job was in Perth, and I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a Friday, and he said. You have to start on Monday. Yeah. So I still don't know how I'm gonna get there, where I'm gonna stay, whatsoever. Yes. And um, I hear friends in um, Bunbury. Um, um, was it in Bunbury? No, we had friends, and I stored my stuff there for a little while. Yes. And I went and stayed, and they told me that they knew somebody in the caravan mm-hmm. of um, Chris. Yes. Chris. Um, in Perth? Yeah, uh, in Midland. Okay. In Midland. And, uh, if, um, but they, he said there's no space here, so I went to live with somebody else. And um, he called me back one day and said this caravan came up, and uh, this is where I moved the caravan from, just opposite Chris. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, how we moved. Wow. Yeah. So you met in the caravan park, mm-hmm. became friends. Mm-hmm. Then we got married. He's a sweet uh, chatterbox. He's 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 talkative, right? He communicates. Yes, yes. he makes up for all the non-talking. <laughs> That's cute. That's cute. And you just got married. We got married. Moved um, um, to Forest Field in the house, and uh, went went there for long because they sold the house as well, and we moved into the house where we are now. Mm-hmm. When did you start following the Lord? Was it, were you both Basically, were you Christians at that time or not really? Um, Chris was 
um, for many years and I basically started to learn the Lord when I met him. Mm -hmm. And uh, when he will go to work, I will, um, when I have a day off, I will go in his caravan and get some teachings from him, steal some teachings and um, I will watch it in the DVD and this is how I started learning the Lord. And I wanted to know more and he was um, so gracious to me and he taught me so much about the Lord and this is how I do it. Wow, yeah. that's cute. Yeah. It wasn't easy. No. No, it wasn't easy. For you or for him? For me. Yeah. Because there was so much to learn. And, um, you know, to go all of a sudden from this to this, from here to, you know, as a born-again Christian start yes. to the Lord, it was, a, it was difficult. Mm. It was difficult. But we still learn every day. Did you get baptized? In water by immersion, or have you had a chance to do that? Well, when I was um, in school, you know, when you go to boarding school, you have to go to church. Yes. There's no way you have to go. So they and, baptized uh, you all on mass. And um, we sat in the church, and uh, that day was a baptism. I thought, well, I might as well, you know, get baptized. But I didn't really know the knew the meaning. Yeah. Of being baptized. So I just thought, well, there's a nice line there with nice little robes on. I might as well do it. the same. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Well, it's, I think it's still valid. Yeah. I mean, you, even though you weren't fully 100% committed, it, it's still, it's yeah. still there mm -hmm. and you passed mm -hmm. and it um, triggered something. Was there, was it a, um, was there a time when you really committed to following God, when you surrendered everything? Do you remember? Can you pinpoint while you were with Chris? Absolutely. When I started to, you know, um, realize that I need Him. Mm -hmm. I need Him in my life and I fully surrendered my life to Him. Do you remember where, where you were and how you did it? I think basically since the beginning. When I start to um, watch the teachings, yeah. the DVDs, I start to, wow, this is what I've missed in my life. And um, I really enjoyed it since the beginning. You know, mm -hmm. I grow from strength to strength, from day to day. Wow. Yeah. And um, what did you do as a job? Still doing challenging works out there in the field? I was still um, driving was, trucks. Yeah, I was contracting for Woolworths. Yes. Driving for them. Big trucks. Yeah. Semi trailers. Uh, mm -hmm. Nice. And you ride a motorbike as well. Mm. How long have you been riding a bike? Well, I learned when I was in school. I was a, yeah, I was about maybe um, fifteen when I learned. Mm -hmm. I almost burned somebody's bike out because I don't know. It, um, you have to change gears. Oh. I thought it's automatic. One gear. So this is how I learned. So this is my first event. <laughs> nice. Mm -hmm. And what bike do you ride now? Uh, Triumph Bonneville, 900 cc. Is that a Triumph? Yeah. Wow. Powerful bike. Yeah, it's okay. It goes, it goes. It's strong. Yeah. Is it up like this or is it more like? It's like a British old vintage style. Yeah. But it's just a um, you know the upgrade of it. Yeah. Noisy. No, quite. 
Yeah. Safe? Do you feel safe on the bike? Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely, yes. You haven't had any falls? Well, um, uh, it's just, you know, not um, while well, riding, but a um, long time ago, um, when I had my first bike, it was a cruiser. I was riding in a digital industrial area. I'm just glad there was nobody there. Yeah. So um, I went to the stop street and something happened. I just fell over. On your own? Yeah. And out of shock, I lifted this heavy bike up. So that was my first one. And the other one was um, I had my second big bike. And we went to a friend's um, house. And um, they had a gravel road and there yes. was a ditch. And oh. I rode in the ditch with my bike. And um, Chris slipped. Chris, yeah, Chris um, went in and he drove out. Yeah, fallen off. Not really fallen off. I just went in and I maybe went to the side a little bit. But I left the bike there. Yeah, he came and took it out. <laughs> I should take you to Indonesia once to ride in the mud. It's really, really challenging. Road bikes in the oh, mud. No. Not, not off road bikes. Anything in gravel and water? <laughs> it's nasty. Mm. We, we've had a few falls and slips off. I remember one time I was I was riding in Indonesia and we were in this massive mud pile. You just could not get this filthy bike out of there. You know, I was up to my knees down in, in mud. The bike would just spit everywhere and I couldn't lift it out of the mud either because and it's like 35 degrees and 90% humidity. You're sweating. It's just the, the mud is just hot and oh. You know, we've been riding for two hours and you sunburned and you just, I wanted, I was, I was going to leave it all there and just can it. But I pushed through. I lost my shoes. I lost everything in the mud. But eventually pulled it through. I said to them on the way back, please, let's not go back the same way. So we went the long way around just to avoid that muddy area. Um, where are you now on your journey? Uh, you with Chris? Married, happily married, mm -hmm. um, integrated in the Christian life. Yes. You've matured. You've, Absolutely. You, you're growing. Absolutely. Um, how, how, how's your family? Do you keep in touch with your sisters? I do keep in touch with them. They're all in South Africa? Yeah, all of them. Yeah. I how, have one. how are they? Hey. How are they? <laughs> well, um, they're going well. Mm -hmm. um, um, I always tell them that I'm praying for them and uh, I'm thinking about them and I'm sending them encouraging messages and so on. None of them have received the Lord yet? Um, one of my sisters, um, she goes to church, mm -hmm. but the other sisters... So where are you on your spiritual journey? Well, um, I'm at a place where I really enjoy <laughs> spending time with the Lord, to read the Bible and have reference books and to decipher my verses. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like eating food. It's, it's, I just want more. Yeah. And I really, really enjoy it. I get up um, early hours of the morning, just sitting there spending time with the Lord. Mm. That's nice. And in terms of ministry, are you involved in any ministry? Well, um, 
for now, uh, um, both of um, Chris's um, Band of Brothers Motorcycle Christian nice. riders. And uh, Wednesday nights we have um, Suki Jim and Jim, getting mm-hmm. down the uh, And that's hands on, you're directly involved with that. It's a beautiful ministry. I really enjoy it. So who are these people that you feed? People that lost everything in their life. Mm-hmm. Their jobs, people that are drugs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, women that um, are being divorced, they don't have a place to go. Men that, you know, have nowhere to go. Mm. Do they live on the streets or do they live in housing, transition housing or? Some live in houses, some live on the streets, some live on the streets, some live with friends. And this ministry is every day or, I mean, you get involved one night a week, yeah. but they get fed every day. Yeah. Mm. That's a beautiful ministry. Absolutely. Do they talk to you? Can um, you, can you plant seeds? Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, so they know you by now. After we reach out this, you know, time to, most of them left away and they will feel, you know, will sit around and you'll just go and you'll go and sit next to them and just have a normal conversation with them. How are you going? And, and um, you know, the more you talk with them, the more you can see, they get more open with you and um, they smile more and they feel comfortable and um, they see um, that we love them and we respect them for who they are. Mm. It's beautiful. I really enjoy it. Nice. What's what's next for you? What are some dreams you have? Well, many times I say, Lord, whatever you will, because I would love to learn more. I would love to, um, you know, go in something. I want to do something more now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So we, should, we should get you into the school ministry. Yeah. We should get you equipped. Mm. That would that would challenge you. Mm. But at least the a bit. And they're released to do more ministry. Mm. Um what's the legacy that you're building? What do you feel that you you are constructing for the generations who would follow you? Well, um for now I love to encourage people. Mm-hmm. When I have a conversation with somebody and I will always listen to what they have to say, their story. Yes. Because I know what it is to be rejected, mm. to be a to be lonely. So I will just listen to their story. I will just tell them, you know, how proud I, proud I am of them and you know, um, you can you can make it and yeah. um and uh, you can just see how comfortable they become and mm. put a smile on their face and just to listen to their story and and, and um, for them for me to be interested in them they feel so comfortable around it mm. and then this is what I want to kind of do um, I'd love to you know set up a website where it's like people that are going through difficult times in their life and yes. just need upliftment yes so I can you know just reply on if they have a question I just want to reply and just uplift them and give them all verses that uplift them. That's mm. what I want to do. That's beautiful. Uplift the people. 
Were you uplifted like that as well? Absolutely. When, you know, for bread, people praying for you. And, yeah. Um, Bible reading, um, especially Ephesians 1 and 2, what God says, who I am in Him. Yes. Nice. Well, thank you so much for coming to the show and sharing um, thank you. your amazing life story. How are you emotionally at the moment? How, how well do you express your emotions? Much better. I feel um, God's word encourages me mm. from day to day. Um, in all aspects of life, there's scriptures in the Bible that you can go and read. Yes. Um, when you're down, when you're up, in every level, there's scriptures. Yes. And just read the Bible. Yeah. Because it's, it's a manual. It's a life's manual. It's daily food. It's daily food for your soul, your body, your mind. Wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. Always in the, in the Bible. Absolutely. I'm sure others have encouraged you along the path, especially Chris. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And I think this call to uplift others is a powerful call. I see you have a heart for those people who are lonely and rejected and, uh, yeah, on the sidelines. Because I know how it feels. You've been there. I know how it feels. You've lived there. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I think somebody needs to reach out to them rather than, you know, they won't make the effort because they can't. They're too mm -hmm. weak. Absolutely. Too hurt. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. I, I just pray they get the opportunity to do that oh, and okay. build up. A beautiful ministry with that calling on your life. Mm -hmm. Well, what a beautiful story. What a challenging life. And, uh, you know, in most people's eyes, someone like that could not make it. You know, growing up without parents, growing up in boarding schools, being separated from your siblings, being an introvert, and then just dealing with life issues, marrying someone who just um, won't go on the same journey with you in the sense of talking, in the sense of sharing emotions and just, you know, plodding along for many years. And yet there comes a new dawn, a new life, a new beginning. And God makes that possibility. And uh, just to have Jen share here, I thought how beautiful it is that she has a heart for those who are lonely, to uplift them, to encourage them and to care for them. Uh, maybe you need that encouragement. Maybe you are on the peripheries at the moment. Maybe you are lonely at the moment. Well, Jen has made it and you can make it. Find the Bible verses that encourage you. Find those people that uplift you and don't stay where you are. Just trust in God and you will see great miracles in your life. I'm sure you'll enjoy this uh, program and this beautiful testimony and story. And we'd love it if you could just share it with others and uh, tell others about kingdom stories from the Ananda. And if you want to recommend somebody to interview here in Perth, Western Australia, we're more than open to do so. You will find us on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Amazon, on Spotify, and of course on YouTube uh, with this video content at Kingdom Stories from Down Under. I look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for joining us on Kingdom Stories from Down Under. We'd love it if you would subscribe, rate, and share these stories with your wider community. And remember, every story is worth sharing, including yours.